Well, good morning, Packed House. How are we doing this morning? Yeah, I hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving, and you can just look around. This is another reason why we're going to three services in the new year, all right? So we can uh, endure about four more weeks. I think that's right. We'll go with it. All right, about four more weeks, and then uh, we'll be here at Radiant Life. We'll be at three services, and we'll be announcing that stuff. Uh, what, what are our new service times? And we just want to be the most effective, uh, effective way in our services to reach the lost and allow us to grow as followers of Jesus. So, uh, hey, thanks for filling out that survey a couple weeks ago. We, we sent out a little survey to you guys if you were here, and uh, you filled it out. Thanks for your input there. And just want to introduce myself. My name's Ryan. I'm the lead pastor, and we are jumping into our Christmas series titled Whispers of Christmas. I want to start out by saying that uh, a little story. About a half a century ago, there was a guy by the name of Dr. Alfred Tomates. He was a world-renowned ortholaryngologist. Um, I probably totally butchered that occupation, but you don't even know what it is, and I don't know what it is either, so we're all right. And uh, part of that is, is uh, he had a world-renowned opera singer come to him. And this world-renowned opera singer was having a little bit of difficulty. This person could hit all kinds of crazy notes. And in the process of doing that, years singing opera, he couldn't all of a sudden hear a specific note he was able to sing. So this opera singer would go around to many of ENTs and say, what is happening to me? I used to be able to hit this note now I can't. And all the ENTs that they saw said, hey, here's what it is. You just have a vocal problem. There's some sound problem. It's just that's what it is. But this opera singer wasn't satisfied with that answer. So he sought Dr. Alfred Tomatis out. And Dr. Alfred Tomatis grabbed a sensometer and said in his office, sing for me. And the opera singer began to sing, and he looked down at the decibel reader of how loud that was, and the opera singer was singing at 140 decibels. 140 decibels is the sound of a military jet taking off. And inside the opera singer's skull, it was even louder. And Dr. Tomatis realized that the opera singer, actually his own voice caused the opera singer to become deaf. And his summation and his diagnosis of the entire opera singer was this. The voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear. The opera singer could still hit that note, but to that famous opera singer, he didn't think he was hitting it because he couldn't hear it anymore. It completely changed his performance. He no longer tried to hit that note because he didn't think he was hitting it because he just couldn't hear it. In fact, the French Medicine Academy came out of this research that Dr. Tomatis did, and they called this idea when the voice can only reproduce what the ear can hear, they, they deemed it the Tomatis effect. Now, I think for some of us, we will come into a room this size this morning, and we all have problems. So turn to your neighbor and say, you got a problem. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you definitely got a problem. (laughs) 
See, we come in here this morning and we're all on the same page. page. We all have problems. Some of us, we've got relational problems. Our marriages are crumbling. Maybe our dating relationship isn't the same what it used to be. We have relationship problems with our kids or our grandkids. For others of us, we have just some little emotional problems. We enter this Christmas season and we just feel a little bit depressed, a little more high anxiety during this season. For others, it's financial problems. We went out Friday, Black Friday shopping or Black Thursday Thanksgiving shopping, whenever that thing starts, and we ran up the credit, bill, credit card bill without even having the resources to pay that off in the first place. Not to guilt trip you, but we all got problems, right? I got problems, you've got problems. And what often we do with our problems is we say the problems are the problems. The problems. Why do, why do I have relational or spiritual or emotional and financial issues? Because they're the problem. I think that followers of Jesus, you and I, we, our problem is actually a spiritual tomatus effect in our lives where we have become deaf to the voice of God. And God is still talking today. He's still moving today. He's still using his words to communicate his message. But listen, his words are of love and of truth and of grace and of mercy in your life. And too many of us, we become deafened to his voice because we listen to other voices. We listen to the lies society tells us. We listen to the lies culture throws at us. You've still listened to the lies your teacher or coach 20, 30, 40 years ago said over you or a parent that said over you, and you still believe it today. And we just deafen the voice of God out. Here's what I believe this morning. That learning to hear the voice of God is the solution to a thousand problems. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is we're not listening. If you think about it, we're called human beings. When's the last time you were just being? And not just human doing. We're always doing things. And my whole goal of this entire series this Christmas season is just to get us to slow down and just start to hear the voice of God. Now, here's what I'm really excited about in this series. Now, some of us, I, I'll be the first to confess, I don't know if I've ever audibly heard the voice of God. Because I know some of us are like, oh, i got to hear God's voice. What does that sound like? And it, you know, it definitely sounds like, in my mind, Earl Ray Jones, what's that guy's name? Darth Vader's voice? You know? Like, that would be God's audible voice. If I want to hear God, I want that voice. Like, Ryan. <laughs> like, that's what we think. You know, you don't think, oh, hey, Ryan, how you doing? No, we don't think that. This is the voice of God speaking. Right? I, I don't think I've ever heard that. But I know God is speaking through different ways. And that's what we're going to look at biblically, of what are ways God does speak to us. Listen, you know one way God spoke to Moses was through a burning bush? First of all, that's just weird and out there, right? Second of all, I'm curious, if we're in motion all the time, how many burning bushes are around us that we just miss? We live in a fast-paced culture. We go, 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 go. And so next week, as we unpack week two, it's going to be about dreams and not crazy dreams. I will, I, will, I will admit, God has spoken through a dream that I've had 
and made it come alive. You guys don't know this. About six years ago, I had a dream I was standing on this stage preaching. Six years ago, I wasn't even here. Six years ago, I didn't want to come back to Sturgis. And I woke up laughing like, yeah, right. And it, he spoke through it. But guess what? You have passions inside of your heart that you're like, man, that just gets me fired up and gets me pumped. Like, I got dreams and goals for my life. Sometimes God uses that to speak his vision and your purpose in your life. That's week two. That's next week. Week three, December 9th, we'll talk about pain. Because oftentimes this Christmas season is painful for, for people. That God can use your pain to speak purpose into your life. And what's the no, number one thing when pain comes our way? What do we tend to do? Run away from pain, right? I suffered a lot of pain watching TV yesterday, just saying. <laughs> a lot of pain. A good old-fashioned butt kicking last yesterday. Jeez. Pain. Side note. All right, I'm done talking Michigan. <laughs> um, and then week three, December 6, 15, December 15, 16, something like that. We're going to talk about um, how God puts people in our lives to speak to us. And many of you, you've, you've spoken to me, and I've, I've, I've been able to speak to you through conversation, and you're like, hey, thanks for that. And I'm like, hey, thanks for that, because I know God used you in that moment to get what I needed. You were that mouthpiece. And then December 23 rolls around, and we're going to celebrate Christmas, different times, you'll see it. Just let me say this right off front. December 23rd is our Christmas Eve Eve service. December 23rd, Sunday, will be our Christmas Eve service. So 10 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Got it? Three services. 10 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. It's going to be awesome. We've got some things planned out. So you Sunday morning people still want to go Sunday morning? Hey, they're all the same. The 10 o'clock, the 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock on Sunday, the 23rd, it's all the same. It's just going to be awesome. Invite someone. Get your family here. And then the next day is Christmas Eve. Celebrate it at home with your family and friends because we already did the Christmas Eve service on the 23rd. So, hey, go rock it out. I'm excited for the new year. Oh, real fast. The tangent, rabbit trail. Here we go. New year, we're going to talk about breaking free. But some of us, listen, some of us need to be freed of addictions and marital relationships and relationship problems and financial problems in our lives. Some of us do. I'm ready for some freedom in this church. I'm just saying. I'm ready for freedom. I'm ready for people to experience that. So our January series, all about breaking free. We're going to roll into February, and we're going to look at the Song of Solomon. It's called SOS, God, Sex, and Marriage. It's going to be a little PG-13, just tell you right off the bat, right? I mean, not birds and bees, you all know that, you're adults, but other stuff. So if you got kids, I'm just going to tell you, February, get them back there, not in here. All right? Guess what's also? I, we want to strengthen your marriages. We've got a marriage conference set here at Radiant Life, uh, February... 20-something, 21, 22, or 23, 24, something like that. It's a Friday, Saturday event. Friday night from probably 7 to 9, 9.30, and then Saturday morning to strengthen your marriage. We'll have sign-ups for that. We've got baby dedication in January. It's just, we got things planned. We've got things planned. Turn your neighbor and say, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome, I'm sweating right now for doing nothing. <laughs> totally off track, but... I just get pumped. I love Sundays. I love it. Man, life is about Jesus, and that's what I always want to be about, and I want to make him the biggest thing in this community and in this church. I, said, hey, I need a better amen than that. It's like crickets, crickets. 
Here we go. I don't even know how to get to my next point. We'll just go to my next point. Here's what I believe. Finding our, our, finding our voice starts with hearing his. If you've lost your way and your purpose, you need to slow down and hear God's voice in your life. Here, some of us just need to hear God's voice more than we need to tell God what's on our heart. So turn to your neighbor and just say, zip it. I, I just, in a loving way, zip it. You know some, you, you know you got those friends that are a little like, I call them EGR, extra grace required, like they're just like, wah, 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 like, just shut it already, right? I'm just, I love my imagination with God. I think he's okay with it. I'm just wondering if that's God with us sometimes. It's God saying, hey, you are searching for a solution and all you do is run your voice to me. Just be still so I can give you the solution. You're too busy talking and you're not hearing anymore. So that's what this series, we're going to talk about different ways, whispers of Christmas. This season, you and I can slow down and say, God, I, I just want to hear from you. I just want to hear from you. So let's jump into scripture. Let's jump into the Old Testament. If you've got your Bible or your uh, tablet or your phone, turn with me to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19. And as you turn there, and it'll be on the screen, let me get us caught up on what's happening in the story, because we jump like right in the middle of the story. And there's a guy by the name of Elijah. He's a prophet. And Elijah is on the run for his life. There's a guy by the name of Ahab who's king, and he's done a great job of killing off all of God's prophets. And that's just his goal. I want to kill as many off as possible. So he tells this person by the name of uh, Zerubbabel, I forgot now, Jezebel, Jezebel, he tells Jezebel, and Jezebel's like, oh, I'm going to go warn Elijah and tell Elijah, guess what, know all the prophets before you, how we were killing them, we're going to do the same to you. So Elijah's like, ah, I got to get out of here. So he runs, and he's hiding in caves, and he actually gets in one point where he goes underneath a broom bush tree. Now here's a fascinating thing about a broom bush tree in Israel, they suck the oxygen out of it. Out of you. Anything underneath, it pulls oxygen out of it. So Elijah goes under a broom bush tree and sits there and goes, God, I just wish this, you would just kill me now. I'm done with life. They're going to try to kill me anyways. Just get it over with. I'm done with life. And God appears and says, hey, uh, no, I got bigger plans for you. Let's go do something else. And then God sent him away and he's up on this mountain and God is going to speak to him. But look how 1 Kings 19.11 plays out. This is God going to speak to Elijah who's on the run, who wants to die right now. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a, can we read these two words together? A gentle whisper. The ESV version of the translation of the Bible, which is actually my favorite, here's how it translates gentle whisper. It says, it's a low whisper. And the NASB says, it's a gentle blowing. And if you like old English, the King James says, a still, small voice. Notice that God didn't come in the earthquake. He didn't come in the wind. He didn't come in the fire. But he came in a whisper. 
See, I think for many of us, when we're trying to hear from God and we're, we're asking God a prayer request or something that's on our heart, what are we looking for? That neon sign that tells us what to do, right? Like, again, you watch all sports, ESPN, they show you highlight reels. Why? We want the highlight reel. We want it big. We love watching that stuff. But look at it. How did God come to Elijah? Through a whisper. And you would sit there and I would think, man, I want God to come through this earthquake. This is pretty cool. Or, hey, this wind that is tearing rocks apart, yeah, baby, give me Jesus right here. Or this fire that's pretty cool too, come, come on, come on, Jesus, give me more. And nothing happens. But the whisper comes. Here's how whispers define. Whisper is speaking very softly using one's breath without one's vocal cords. Do you know a normal conversation, if you go to Five Lakes or just any coffee shop and you have a conversation, you're about 60 decibels in conversation. A whisper is 15 decibels. A whisper is the most intimate form of communication we have. And it's great to hear God's voice. But what's even greater is the intimacy you have with him as you draw near. I love when my kids, uh, I love when I tell my kids, hey, come here. And you know, the kid's first response is always, why? Right? Just because dad said so, come here now. No, it's like, just come here, come here. They get a little closer because they don't know. They don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, they have no idea. Just come here, come here, come here. Come here. I, got, I, gotta I gotta tell you something. Come here. Eventually, they make their way all the way, and I got their ear right here, and just say, "Hey, I love you," and I hug them. And that's how God's voice is described in His Word. It's a whisper. You know, when you're whispering with someone, you gotta get super close to hear. And here's our problem. This is why we have too many problems, because I said we have too many problems because we're not hearing God's voice. But our real issue is that our life is too loud. We live in a chaotic world that's on the move 24-7, go and do things. I think the biggest hindrance to our walk with Jesus is chronic noise in our lives. Imagine sitting in silence for 10 minutes. It would freak some of you out. Five minutes. I'm one that I, when I knew this was coming and I, I was working on this, I'm like, I want to know how much noise is in my life. I got a ton of noise in my life. I realized that I cannot drive in a vehicle without music or sports talk radio or anything. Is there anyone else? Like, I need something all the time, right? Yes. And then I realized I have to go to bed with the TV on. Like some of you are like, how dare you, sinner, have a TV in your bedroom? Yeah, baby, it's nice and big, and I watch football and fall asleep. That's right. But I realized I need to turn that on in order to fall asleep. So I gave myself even more of an experiment. I'm like, all right, I want to see how noisy my life is. I had to drive up to Grand Rapids where I receive my medication every eight weeks. And on my way up there, it's about an hour and 40, hour, 45-minute drive up. And I thought to myself, okay, no noise. Hour 45 minutes, nothing but silence. And I'm just going to say, hey, God, if you just need to reveal things and speak to me, go ahead. And um, I started off with the radio on, 
And I went to go push it off, and I'm like, no, I can't do it. All the way up, I had the radio on. I, I was listening to some leadership podcasts, and it, that was good. God still used that. And then I got done with my, my doctor's appointment and came back, and I was like, okay, I got to do it. Like, man, my, it's just so loud in my life. So I was like, all right. So I got in, and the first thing, before I even hit reverse, I turned off the radio. And an hour and 45 minutes later, I got back to Sturgis with no radio. And I'm going to say, it was the most awkward, weird thing I've ever experienced. But God used that, and I just said, hey, reveal things. And it was awesome. It was a great conversation I was able to have with God for a long time. And it was, it was just so enjoyable. I've told many of you before, uh, one of our things here at Radiant Life is if you're on staff with me, you have to take a dog day once a month. What is a dog day? It stands for day away with God. It's just another day of the month. I say, hey, go get refreshed and go spend time with God because if you're, you aren't filled, you can't pour out and you can't lead your ministry well. So a couple weeks ago, Pastor Josh had his dog day and he shared with me and I have permission to share this. He didn't know what he was going to do. But so he just got into his car and started driving around, ended up in schoolcraft of all places, just driving around. And the one thing he told me is he said is, I had the radio off the whole time. You know, that was the most awkward thing ever. I'm like, but how was it? He was able to, hopefully he wasn't driving when he was doing this, but to write things down as God was just revealing things. He's like, it was, it was great. Like I felt refreshed, but I felt tired because I felt like, man, God was just revealing a lot of things to me. If we're honest, our life is too loud. Our schedules are too busy. How do you ever expect to hear the voice of God, which is a gentle whisper, if there's noise all the time? There's noise. I love theologian and pastor Henry Nowen. He says this, every time you listen with great attentiveness, to the voice that calls you beloved, you will discover within yourself a desire to hear that voice longer and more deeply. And that's my prayer for us as we enter into this Christmas season together, is that we would slow down enough to sit back and say, okay, God, I want to hear you more. I want to hear you more, so I want this deeper desire in my heart to have this time with you. Because Christmas, we know in our own lives, it's busy. We buy things, we bake things, we go from this party to that party. Our kids are busy, and we, we, we get that. But what does it look like to put it, life on pause every day? Say, hey, speak. Because Jesus, I don't know if you know this, and I'm going to wrap up. The Older Testament and then the Newer Testament, there's about 400 years between the two. It was known as the intertestamental period. It was also known as the period of silence because God wasn't speaking then. He's, the last book in the Older Testament is Malachi, the last prophet, the last voice piece of God. Then all of a sudden, 400 years of nothing, and then Jesus enters the scene. God spoke in the biggest way by sending his son Jesus to earth with a crying baby. Oh, wait a manger. Isn't there a song that says he doesn't cry or something? Christmas song? Don't listen to that one. That one's false. All right? Hey, still love Christmas, but hey, Jesus pooped his pants as a baby. I mean, he was fully human still, right? We think, ah, oh, he did oh, nah. He came out of Mary crying just like all of our babies did, right? He's crying. But listen, listen. He spoke in the biggest way, and God is still speaking to us today. 
My question is, are you listening? And is he the loudest voice in your life? Or is the TV, the radio, your family, your friends, your coworkers? Or is Jesus the loudest voice in your life? I want to close by asking the biggest ask for this holiday season. I'm going to ask us to pray a seven-word prayer every day until Christmas. It's an ancient prayer, but it's a dangerous prayer. But if you're willing to pray it, I guarantee you it could change the trajectory of your life. It could change you. It could change those around you. If you're willing to pray this prayer. But i got to give you a warning before we look at this prayer. If you aren't willing to listen to everything God has to say to you, then God won't say anything to you. You see, sometimes we want to hear from God only the things we want our ears to hear, but sometimes God needs to convict us with some things as well. But he'll convict, he'll love, and he'll heal. And he'll speak love where you need to be loved. But you got to be willing to pray this prayer. And it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 9. And the prayer says this, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You can't just pray this prayer and then go on with life. You've got to create intimate spots in your schedule to allow God to do that in your heart. We're going to close. I want us to read this together. You ready, friends? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. It can change you. Here's what I have, and I hope we have enough, and maybe we don't, and we'll get more later on. And um, I believe the inner aisles here, you must have a stack of papers. I believe that should. Maybe the outer, maybe first service didn't get it back. There should be some strips of paper. Same with the outside aisles. There should be. I'm going to ask you to grab one and pass them down. And here's how we begin this series together. As you pass, you know what's on your heart this season. You know what pain in your life or you know what joy is there. That piece of paper is there for you. Maybe you write one word down. Maybe you write an entire prayer. But something that you're willing to just, you're seeking God for. And you're praying this prayer over this thing. And you can just jot it down. And here's what we're doing here. We have this tree and it's going to be up our entire series. It's nothing magical, it's just, it's just a tree that we're going to hang. And all those prayer requests we're going to put on in these bulbs. Bulbs, I always get that wrong, bulbs. And this is what First Service was able to do and put all their prayer requests into theirs. And we're going to hang it. And every Sunday during the Christmas season, you're going to come in and be reminded of what you're praying for and saying that prayer, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now for some of us, we want that prayer answered now. Your prayer may get answered this season. Your prayer may not get answered for three years. But keep praying. And keep saying this prayer. And keep carving time out where you can hear from God. After service, because we can't get all these Christmas bulbs to you. After service, I'm going to encourage you to make your way up front, if you will. And we have all the clear bulbs down front here and then there 
and just open it up and stick it in there. And then when it's full, we'll close them and we'll just put them on the tree. It's a constant reminder of what we're praying for this season. And I want us to, man, imagine if all of us at Radiant Life are praying this. I think God will wreak havoc in our lives in a good sense. Wreak havoc in this church and in this community. If we're willing to listen to what he has to say. Let me pray for us this morning. Father God, thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for being so real and present in our lives. Father, I just pray that whatever's on our heart, whatever we write down on these pieces of paper and we put in these Christmas cards, that we pray that prayer. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Would you speak to us this season? Help us to slow down and cancel the noise and hear what you have to say. We pray this.